Welcome back to the Football Kingdom podcast. With me is Tyler Mallon. I am Brandon Johnson. I'm just going to get into it. The Chiefs lost for the second week in a row. They've lost three out of their last four games. Four out of their last six games. And... Once again, a wide receiver did something silly at a very critical moment in the game. Tyler, take us through this offsides penalty and please help me understand what this team needs to do to stop looking foolish on television. I mean, if I have the answers, we have problems, (laughs) but I will try. Um, It was another one of them games where you're like, this is not it. This is not the team I ever thought that a Patrick Mahomes-led team would ever look like. Not in a million years. Because he's just never... You just didn't think it was possible for them to just be this inept. You know? And they're not even, like, that bad. They're just... I don't even know. Like, they just don't have it. You know? It's, it's, and it's, it's just real simple. Like we've already said. Simple, fixable mistakes... But here we are, multiple weeks in a row where it is always the same mistakes. And that's kind of where I was going with who do we kind of blame, you know, other than, yes, the receivers, is there something else that can be done? You know, not necessarily is the play calling good or bad. Can we do something to fit what is happening, you know, to make everybody work? Because they're all broken right now. (laughs) Um, But yes, uh, this... This last play, well, not last play, but uh, the play that kind of ended the game for the Chiefs was an all-time play that, unfortunately, it was called correctly. The frustration that Mahomes, and honestly myself, what my, I, that I'm having and everybody's killing Mahomes for, is the fact that when was the last time an, an offsides was called on the offense. When have you literally ever seen that? You know, not even this year, just in your entire, you know, NFL watching career. And then to go look at past plays, even in that game, where people are lined up pretty close or not, and, you know, you look at the the uh, the referee, and you, you point to him saying, am I good? Am I lined up? And they give you the thumbs up. There is fan video of Kadarius Tony doing that. He looks at the referee for about a second. He points to him. He, it's like he's going through the motions. I, I don't know if you've seen this video, but he, he points down at the, the referee and immediately looks back at the ball. He doesn't check with the ref. People are saying he does, but he does not. He looks at the ref. He kind of goes through the motions. The ref doesn't move at all. He's on it. He's got his hands on his knees looking down the line. But he does not. He does the motion of doing it, but he doesn't actually get confirmation. You know, he just kind of points down there. He's basically looking at the line he thinks is right, and then he thinks he's good and just stays there. When in fact, his left foot is probably standing toe-to-toe with the opposite side of the ball, which means he's offsides. And so the referee can't see the line. Like, he's hogging the line of scrimmage, so he's going to throw the flag. You know, unfortunately, that is correct. Okay, now, 
Mahomes' frustration is, why are you not fixing that? You got to tell him to step back. I don't think he really gave him ample time to. But Mahomes is getting killed, you know, online. It, it is like meme after meme of everybody seeing like how much he's crying about it. And he's a big whiner and he gets all the calls. Now it doesn't go his way. And it's like, obviously, it's a lot more than that. It's the it's the receivers that are dropping. It's the losing, you know, because he's better than this, you know, and his his receivers are not. They're not stepping up to the plate. Um, but it's like, can we just, you know, just again, I'm kind of still to the point of like, can we just let him play? Can we just let that play go? Because <laughs> that was that's just such a killer to throw that flag. Um, I don't know. Do you want to? explain the rest of the play that happened yeah that i saw the video of Kadarius tony checking with the ref and it's exactly what you said he's kind of going through the motion it reminds me of watching like little league baseball or even pop warner football where you see like little kids do things that professionals do Yes, they don't really <laughs> they don't really know they don't really know what it is, but they see pros do it, so they just do it too. That's what it reminded me of. Like Kadarius wow, Tony is exactly a, is a sixth grader just like pointing at who knows what because right. he saw a pro do it. That's that was my thought exactly. And uh, I'll go over the play and then I'll talk about Patrick Mahomes. Um, but the the play. So the play, the play runs and you see the flag go up. And for me, I'm like, oh, sweet, free play. Because yep. you don't see offensive offsides called. Travis Kelsey gets the football, laterals it to who else? Kadarius Tony, And it's a touchdown. And you're like, oh, we might have just witnessed one of the greatest plays ever. Or at least one of the coolest plays ever. Yeah. And then you're just you're waiting for the ref to be like, you know, offside defense, penalties decline, touchdown. And then you're like, offside, offense number 19. And you're like, oh, <laughs> here we go again. It's that, that GTA meme. And you're just you're just like, of course, of course that happened. This moron that's high stepping it into the end zone. Right. With a touchdown, just lined up offside. And to your point, yeah, they don't call they don't call offside penalties on the offense hardly ever. But you should know how to line up on the line. Kadarius Tony might as well have been the defensive back for the Bills. He was so far offside. Yeah. There's no excuse for it. You can say what you want. The only thing I would say is there was a video of, uh, I think, Dan Orlovsky where he was kind of breaking down. Like, there were multiple times that Kadarius Tony was, you know, borderline offside or was offside, and it didn't get called. Mm -hmm. and the only thing that I would say in defense is, kind of going back to a conversation last week about the refs, is that either needs to be a penalty every time yeah, or zero times. It can't be a... Oh, we're going to ignore it. We're going to ignore this one. Or we're going to ignore that one. Oh, now that it's a critical point, boop, off, offside. We're going to negate that big play. So for me, it's just kind of like, let's just be consistent. But there's no excuse for being offside. There's no, like, and, and it goes back to what the story has been all season 
is a complete lack of discipline by the wide receivers. We're talking about basic things that should have been fixed six weeks ago. Catching the football, not a very hard task for a wide receiver. That's why you're on the team. Running routes properly. Hey, guess what? Also part of your duty as a wide receiver. Lining up where you're supposed to seems like a completely basic thing. But here we are for like the fourth time in a row with a loss. A wide receiver has done something, whether it's a drop or a penalty that eliminates a game winning touchdown or go ahead touchdown. Yeah, and that's where my frustration is boiling over, because that's where you you ask yourself, how much how much discipline does he have? you know, to be on a professional NFL team. You know, how much does he truly care? Because th- this is like D Ford level of like, you you just, you're not even paying attention. You know, like you have, it's the details, you know? And like, in that mindset is like, do you actually, you know, take the time to care about your craft kind of thing? I think is what I'm getting at is is like, you know, D Ford lines up offsides, and it it kills the chances of Mahomes going, you know, probably winning his his first Super Bowl, uh, you know, a year or two early. Uh, and this is the same mindset of like, where where's your head at in that moment, in the critical moment, you know, when in all likelihood that everyone's saying that that was not drawn up, and which makes it even more, you know. For us fans, you know, us Chiefs fans, to have that taken away, because that, that was such a cool play by Kelsey to have that type of awareness. Because he he like broke a tackle, and then he he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna turn and throw it in between a bunch of defenders." You know, it was just next level. It was just such a cool play, and again, doesn't really matter because it is. You gotta that that literally is the rule. He was clearly offsides. Would have been nice if they were calling that earlier in the game, and maybe he would have been like, okay, maybe I need to watch myself here. But again, that's on him. He needs to not do that. That's, again, wide receiver 101. A lot right there with catching passes. Don't step over the the line. You know, that was kind of ridiculous, but it does. It, it goes back to the level of kind of commitment. You know, like, where are we at here with these guys? Like, do they not realize that they... All they got to do is just play a normal game and we're winning Super Bowls here. Like you have Mahomes throwing to you, just get open and catch the ball and everything else will take care of itself, you know, and they can't even do these basic things. That's, that's the kind of level of frustration that we're at. Um, and just probably how simple everything could be if they just, you know, play fairly mistake-free football, just kind of one-on-one stuff. You don't have to go, go crazy here. You know, it's pretty simple. Yeah, and it's completely ridiculous that we're about to be 15 weeks into the season, and it's just like (laughs) there's been zero progress. And at this point, I don't expect any progress. Like, I'm not. No, I'm not that dumb. Like, (laughs) I'm not believing the lies of the Chiefs anymore of, (laughs) oh, it's getting better. Like, it's not. It would have, we don't, we're not working on things in December still. And you better be. Yeah, the problem is you can't go to like Sky Moore. He isn't better than Tony. 
You know what I mean? Like, there's no one else to go to. It's like you have to play Tony, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, it's Pacheco, Kelsey, Rice, and then sprinkle in Justin Watson and use uh, Noah Gray significantly more. And Watson even get a target in this game? He was his snaps were very low, but you need to fade MVS, uh, Sky Moore, and. Kadarius Tony, because all three of them have been overwhelming negatives this season. And Richie James, use Richie James a little bit. I've been yeah. okay with what he's chance. been what he's been doing since he uh what since what week eleven or whatever. Something but like, like Kadarius Tony, like you start to realize like, oh, now I know why the Giants just parted ways with him, because he's a doofus. <laughs> like he 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 was a big part of the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl last season. He made a big play. Same with Sky Moore. But the thing about Sky Moore, and it doesn't matter, like Sky Moore lined up wrong on that touchdown in the Super Bowl. He was on the wrong side of the field. So it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, they were heroes, quote unquote, but that did not carry over. And it's just one thing I know is the last time that the Chiefs were an embarrassment, uh, Specifically with the offensive line, Brett Veach went scorched earth in the offseason and fixed it immediately. So I'm fairly certain that this is going to be like an overhaul of the wide receiver room next season because I have a really hard time looking at this Chiefs team and going, yeah, they'll win the Super Bowl. I have a hard time saying that they'll advance in the playoffs because I have zero faith that a wide receiver isn't going to do something stupid at a critical moment in the game. Yeah, unless they just get their head on straight. And maybe... Which they haven't shown us yet. Maybe the Patrick Mahomes blow-up is what that team needed. Oh, yeah. Maybe this is the breaking point of let's get this right because... Through all the struggles, they're still first place in their division. That gap has decreased significantly because the Broncos are one game behind them. And much uh, the Chiefs can thank their defense for that, by the way, um, for being where they are in the standings. But there's technically still a path to the one seed. Um, The Chiefs have to rely on other teams to lose games, which is never where you want to be as a team. But, you know, as bad as it is, there's potentially, there's potentially light that leads us to a one seed still. Yeah, they're, they do have a pretty soft schedule. We got the Patriots coming up <clears throat> and the Raiders again. Again, Burrowless Bengals, but they've been pretty solid. And then the Chargers, who still have Brandon Staley as their head coach. But that's a pretty easy rest of the way. Uh, Currently, the Ravens are the one seed um, at 10 and 3. They still have the Jags, the 49ers, the Dolphins, and the Steelers. Um, You got the Dolphins at number 2. They play the Jets, the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills. Both of those teams 
do not have as a cushy schedule as this, this Chiefs team. Now, the Chiefs did lose to um, the Packers, who then in turn lose uh, to the Giants last night, which is just inexplicable. It's a ridiculous game uh, in itself. But um, yeah, I, I think there is a pretty realistic window here for the Chiefs to steal that one seed, but they they just have to pull it together against some pretty soft teams. Yeah, and yeah, here's Kansas City would have to win out. Miami needs to lose at least one game. Baltimore needs to lose two games. I, it's not crazy when you. It is not when crazy you, when you look at the schedule you were just talking about. Yeah, because number one, yeah, Miami, Miami and Baltimore have to play each other. Like, there's at least one loss somewhere, and Baltimore has to play San Francisco. Yeah, exactly, and the Dolphins are also struggling. Like, they just lost to the Titans in, like, a ridiculous game last night, and... Yeah. why? Okay, why on earth are we playing two Monday night games still? <laughs> like, what are we doing? Why are we playing two Monday night games at the exact same time? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> why? At least stagger it? 7-15, 7-25, or 7-15, 8-15? Why, why are we starting? You're competing. You're splitting your audience when you do that. It doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense when they did it earlier this season. It doesn't make sense now. No, it was tough to follow. Because I, I did. I watched the Manning cast, which was kind of fun, but it was also like, what is going on in either game? It's so hard. They kept going back and forth, and it was like almost impossible to follow. Um. But yeah, it, it's it's a good sign when the Dolphins are struggling <clears throat> to to pull out a win against the the Titans, you know, at home. And then again, the the Ravens, you know, apparently had a, a pretty rough time uh, kicking the the Rams down the down to the four, to overtime. Uh, they got a, a really nice run back to uh, to win that in OT. But yeah, those those teams are not world beaters right now they're the closest that we got basically especially with how much the chiefs have been struggling you know it's a good time for those teams to be doing that so yeah it is realistic for the chiefs to uh sneak in there but i don't see them losing the division or anything like that i'm not worried about the broncos but yeah i i don't i don't think that's gonna happen and if that if that is the case, then we got bigger well, problems. But then, Chiefs, then we're really yeah. on to Cincinnati, and we'll look yeah. at next year. Yeah, and we have Rasheed Rice as the only returning wide receiver next year. Yeah, yeah, because you play Bailey Zappi, Aiden right. O'Connell, Jake Browning, and Easton Stick, because <laughs> obviously because New England is a mess, Las Vegas is a mess. Since obviously Joe Burrow went down and Justin Herbert went down this weekend, and mm. the the Patriots wide receiver situation might be worse than the Chiefs wide receiver situation, which is <laughs> very true. hard to do. 
and for the, the, playing Vegas, like I, I believe, you know, despite the fact that the Chiefs have Chiefs defense has given up early leads um, in each of the last three games, given up double digit leads, uh, they've adjusted well, and it's not really their fault. The defense has to essentially be perfect, so it's not on them. But like, I don't think Bailey Zappi can play. 60 minutes of mistake-free football. I don't think Aiden O'Connell can play 60 minutes of mistake-free football. Uh, yeah. Jake Browning is really the only one that I'm like, oh, he looks pretty good, and that's probably more of a testament to the coaching staff than it well, is him. They, yeah, they still have like a a Super Bowl-caliber like offense, you know, which is what makes them so scary. Like, they still have a, a really good team, and he, they're not really doing anything different on offense. You know, like he, they're just letting him basically run the same plays as Burrow that was, you know, he as he was doing, and he's just been a really perfect backup quarterback for that scheme. You know, and he doesn't need to do anything else. Like just go out there and you know run the plays, and it's it's incredibly impressive and successful. So yeah, they are actually really the only kind of scare there in there. But um, again, yeah, this is. As bad as the Chiefs have looked, this is actually, as far as one seed goes, it's actually pretty optimistic. So I wanted to, I wanted to ask you this question. Um, just kind of shifting focus off of that. Um, the Jets played the Texans. And Zach Wilson looked pretty good. So there's been he's got nothing so, to lose. So exactly, he's got nothing to lose. He he should play well, uh, but with the Jets win, they're still technically alive in the playoff chase in the playoff hunt. Aaron Rodgers, you know, is rumored that he could be ready for Christmas Eve. So my question okay. for you is will Aaron Rodgers return this season and should Aaron Rodgers return this season? Um, I'm going to say no and no. Because, okay, I don't know what their schedule is like, but they're five and eight. All right, unless they win the next couple of games and have some sort of shot at the playoffs. I mean, yeah, unless he has that much power, I why would you bring him back this year? So You know what I mean? Yeah, here's here's my thought on it. One, if if the if the Jets do have a legitimate chance of making the playoffs, which I don't think is gonna happen, it's because their elite their defense is state elite and Zach Wilson is playing serviceable football. It would not make a ton of sense to bring back an Aaron Rodgers that is three months removed from an Achilles tear and possibly jeopardizing him further. Uh, but anyway, I think if Aaron Rodgers can, I think he will. Because Aaron Rodgers likes to be the headline. He likes to be in the news. And I think he would like to be able to say that 
he came back from an Achilles tear in the same season. Should he? No. Will he? Yeah. I, I think it would be an incredibly dumb move. It'd be dumb. I, I think it's unrealistic. That's why I said no to both, because I'm like, I don't think the Jets... I mean, are they beating the Dolphins in their next game? And then they play the Commanders, Browns, Patriots. How many wins is Zach going to get? Satch. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Is it worth it? I, I just, I don't know. Like, even, let's say, let's say they, they went out, you know? I mean, are were you ready to bring back Aaron Rodgers at age 40 or whatever with that injury that soon? It's like, I, I just, that seems like a really stupid move, regardless of their situation. Yeah. But. Yeah, they went out, they're 9 and 8, and they go, oh, woohoo, we had something there. And say, see you next year. They, you just. Does not make a ton of sense. The Vikings and the Raiders had oh, no. oh <laughs> big, big game. Zero zero for the entire game. Vikings kick a field goal, win the game three to nothing. Can there be any more of a boring football game than that? I mean the Patriots Chargers last week that was six to nothing was pretty bad too. <laughs> I mean, what a ridiculous couple of games there, but yeah, I did not, I did not follow this game at all, but my goodness. Yeah. Cause they, I think they took out, um, uh, Josh Dobbs. Vikings. Yeah. Dobbs and, not only surprising, I guess he he just wasn't looking good, but I think not he played only, most of the game. Not only did they take him out, they benched him. Uh, they named Nick Mullins a starter for this week. So wow, the, uh, the the Josh Dobbs hype died quicker than it arrived. Jeez, it, played that bad. It, is, it was fun while it lasted, but you know that's why we we learned why Josh Dobbs is a journeyman. Career journeyman. Yeah, because that was the thing. Like, whenever he got to the Vikings and he played really well, like, everybody was, like, premature kind of anointing him. You're like, oh, he's better than 32 other quarterbacks in this league. Or he's he's one of the 32 best quarterbacks in this league. He should <laughs> right. be a starter. Like, yeah, well, you know, sample size tells you otherwise. So, but, yeah, completely wild. And <laughs> three to nothing. Bears upset the Lions. But I want to pay off kind of what we talked about last week. We really highlighted the NFC and the, the, the playoff picture there, the one seed, and how important this week was going to be. So obviously the 49ers went into Philadelphia last week and completely embarrassed the Eagles. And Cowboys then had to go on the road, on the road to Dallas to a really, really hot Dallas team that's undefeated at home. And Cowboys just did exactly what the 49ers did and just picked apart the Eagles and made easy work of it. And today, the 49ers are now the one seed. The Cowboys are 
leading the NFC East, and the Eagles have dropped to the five seed. I think, Tyler, that if the Cowboys... I've been critical of the Cowboys. I've been kind of up and down on them, but they've been kind of up and down. Um, If they can be the two seed or find a way to be the one seed and they can play at home during the playoffs, I think they'll be in the Super Bowl. They They have created a legitimate home field advantage in Dallas. Yeah, that's. I was actually going to bring this up myself, too, because, I mean, at this point, I'm convinced for the first time, you know, it's, you really, at this year's Cowboys, you can't deny. You know, they're that good. They've been that good for a really long stretch, and they finally came out and just, you know, dominated the Eagles. Like, it wasn't even close. You know, and they they made their star players look bad. Like AJ Brown had a fumble, uh, Hertz had a fumble, I believe. And yeah, I mean they they just been that dominant. You can't really deny that. It's it's no longer. Well, you know, we'll see what they do in the playoffs. At this point, I'm like, okay, you know, I I'll, I'll stop to you know, um, you know, uh, doubting them because they're that good and they've been that good for you know, this long throughout the season, fairly soft schedule the last, uh, you know, month and a half or so. But I mean, to go out and do that to the Eagles and I don't know, I, I don't know if they'll keep the one, uh, the, the two seed though, because they have a much tougher schedule than the Eagles. The Eagles have a ridiculously, you know, Seahawks, Giants, Cards and Giants again. So it's so stupid when you t- you play teams that close to each other, but um, yeah, the the Cowboys have the Bills. I think they'll make pretty easy work of them. The Dolphins are stumbling. The Lions probably tear them up too, and the Commanders, you know. But Bills and Dolphins, you know, could you know surprise the Cowboys because the Cowboys, you know, even this year have have done that to, you know, fairly mediocre or good teams. Yeah, they, they have the on potential such a good stretch. Yeah. They have the potential to lay an egg. That's it's in their DNA. But yeah, I don't I don't think they're any longer. I'm like, okay. You know, I think this is a different team. I don't see this team having a, a, a first round exit. Yeah, I don't either. And I said it last week, if the Chiefs or if the Cowboys beat the Eagles, I will talk about them completely differently moving forward. Right. And I, I, I'm I'm like, I this team's this team's a Super Bowl threat. And, and the Seahawks kind of aren't somehow. No. It's they've they've really fallen off. Although they did play the two best teams in the NFC. <laughs> yeah. The but they didn't really show up at all to either of those games. You know what I mean? They weren't even really competitive against the Niners or, or Cowboys, so I, I really don't know what to think of them now. Yeah, I, I think what would be like an amazing uh, NFC championship would be Dallas and San Francisco, and then Dallas like getting revenge on the Niners. And I think it'd be awesome if they did it on the road. Like I know I just said that they probably need to be at home in order to 
to successfully <laughs> navigate that path, but how poetic would that be? The team that knocks you out of the postseason two years in a row. You go into their home and you're like, hey, bye. <laughs> the Cowboys finally make it back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but I, <laughs> you say that the Eagles got a pretty easy path, but I believe in Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants, okay? <laughs> Man, th- this guy, like such a character of the, you know, where the Giants are, you know, where they play. Like his <laughs> his agent looks like a cartoon character. With his fedora and his leather jacket. Yeah. I mean, what a, what a ridiculous story that that guy is. Still living with his parents. He's like 24. Living in with mom and dad still. And winning games. Because they're like... they're like, Yeah, they were 4 and 8. And they were like... the Last night, they were going insane. You know, in, in New York. Like beating... Um, uh the Dolphins, and you're like, why are you winning games? Are we not trying to get the first seed or something? Like, what are we doing? But they're uh, they're still alive. They could still pull a wild card in some way. I mean, the NFC's kind of <laughs> stinky, so... Uh, how are the Bucks the fourth seed? That's the problem. The NFC South is just... Ridiculous. That's exactly what happened last year. The Bucks had a losing record last season and won that stupid division. But I don't know. We're we're really set up for a lot of drama over the last four weeks of the season, and I absolutely cannot wait. That's all we have. Put you on the, Go ahead. I don't want to put you on the spot here, but why are there three Saturday games? Do you have any idea? Uh, they do that. They do that. So it's not in, Christmas yet. Like that's no. They week. do that they uh, every, every December. They usually do. I want to say they do like two weeks or something of Saturday oh, yeah. games because they what do they do year. is they wait. Yeah, they've been doing it for years, but they uh. They do that whenever college football ends. They just start putting games on Saturdays. Gotcha. But you got anything else for us? If not, close us out. Um, I will close this out because I am excited. Well, I'll hold that till the end. Um, no, man, this, uh, yeah, like I said, Saturday games. Uh, Vikings, Bengals should be pretty interesting. Broncos, Lions. Okay, um, <laughs> yeah, the Chiefs. There aren't, uh, yeah, there aren't any really real big barn burners, but there are a lot of implications because, yeah, the Dolphins play the Jets. That has a lot to do with the Chiefs. That Cowboys Bills game. Uh, that's a late window on Sunday, and then you got Eagles, uh, Seahawks. You know, Monday night, uh, and then yeah, Ravens Jags on Sunday night as well. Um. Yeah, I do. I I think, I mean, yeah, I don't have to go too much into that, but that's, I think you said it with Bailey Zappi and the Patriots, that that should be, even even with 
you know, still Be Belichick taking away your best weapon, as he always does. I think uh, Chiefs go in there, take care of business, have a little bit of a bounce-back game, and hopefully figure out the rest of the season. Um, yeah, if you don't have anything else, um, I'm excited for tomorrow night because I'm going to be watching Survivor on CBS. <laughs> Which you should go listen to Brandon's podcast. He has a podcast with two of his friends, long longtime friends, two brothers. Uh, it's called The Merge Feast. Um, it has made me a fan of Survivor. If you're any kind of crossover there watching Survivor, you got to check out their podcast. They have really good insight. They've been watching the show since episode one. Brandon, I believe you and your wife rewatched every episode or something over COVID. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Check them out. It's called The Merge Feast. Uh, we are Football Kingdom, and we will see you next time.